0: This is going to be a tough episode. A so, you ready? Yep. Everybody, welcome back. with the Patriots Podcast. I'm your host, Salasante, And today, we have a guest who has not been on here for a while, especially by himself. Last time you we were on here was with Zach. So, yeah. we had Violation, which if you haven't seen that one. Go check it out. But the one that we're actually going to connect to goes back almost a year ago now. And it's actually one of our most watched on YouTube. So, if you go and check out Where Are We Headed? that's where a lot of this is going to be coming from. And a lot of the conversation kind of been stirring and where we started heading. And we look back and we were looking at clean energy. We were looking Mm -hmm. at an economy that didn't look too hot and it was pretty much reeling a year before that was Afghanistan. So yeah, we look back and especially this week we were remembering nine 11, especially with all the football commemorations, everything in New York. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's a tough thing to remember. You had over three thousand people died in the scenario, so yeah. so it, it it's really tough. And shout out to basically everybody who helped out, especially the the people in the fire department, in the first responders, with the police department. Everybody who helped out getting that place fixed up. But, yeah, I mean, were you even alive for 9-11? Yeah. too. Yeah, that's weird, right? So I was a little baby. I was a I was like a toddler. Yeah. So I wasn't born yet. Oh, uh, it was a year later. A year later? So, I mean, when you look back, so what is your thoughts? So this is interesting. What's a fresh perspective on 9-11 from someone, at least, who wasn't, wasn't there? Yeah, so how do you
1: think of it? Like, what is it in your head? To be honest, I didn't even know what the fuck it was when I first heard of it. Mm. Because first time I heard of it, pretty sure I was in school when I first learned it. Okay. I was like, 9-11, what was that? So as school, they actually decided to like teach us and everything mm. and they showed us videos and when we were in class i was like wow that actually happened I was like, that's crazy because mm. like growing up or like hearing these like stories from like obviously all heard from it from like history class and everything right. like all this right. past past and now we have one that i never learned about that was very recent when i started going to school right wow that's crazy. I never would have thought that would ever happen. Yeah, it
0: was barely being taught when when I was going through, and I, I I assume that you had to do most of your research on your own to figure out anything more. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we go into it, and I want to analyze today, kind of looking back at 9-11 and as well as the presidents that came through and oversaw, in my opinion, a kind of a, what looks like a one-party system on its way to one singular track. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I think this episode is going to prove. We have a lot of facts behind it. Um, so without really any further BS about the topic, it's pretty serious and I kind of want to lay it out quickly and get everything out to everybody pretty much in time. So uh, the first part I do want to talk about is 9-11. So when you were going through school, did you get to learn about, um, you know, quick militarization, the responses, especially in domestic policy, did you get to learn about all of that or how did, what was their angle when they talked? because I'm sure that they just tried to teach the attack part. Their
1: angle was the attack, yes. And then the and like the background and then who responded and like right. what was the response time, right. like who got called, what right. was it going there, whatever. Right. And so some of the issues that come up with
0: with that is just like I said the speed like how quick they were able to militarize and what they were targeting, they didn't even really know what they were going after. First, it seemed especially. um, They started, they went after Afghanistan first in 2001, and then they went right into uh, Iraq Mm -hmm. quickly after 2003. But in total, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of civilian deaths, not even talking about military, you're talking just civilian deaths that are accounted for with these two invasions, right? And this was all in response to an attack on our people. like I said, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, over three thousand people dead, it's estimated.
1: I don't Hundreds know of thousands. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I don't I remember this when we were gonna learn about it. Mm. We had to have a paper sent home signing that we are okay to learn this because they were showing us videos of like what was happening, like the planes going into the Twin Towers. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know if you guys are about people jumping out yeah, the towers yeah, of hitting the ground like Pound, I'm like. Mm. Then we have we literally sign our waivers saying yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to good to learn about that. And
0: then you think of all the stuff they don't send waivers home to to teach you. And yeah. That's the one thing they teach. You? Yeah, that's right. that's a little odd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How early did you watch someone die on the on the internet? As a sidetrack, for me, I think it was like nine years old. Yeah. It was, like it was, I think it was like fourth or fifth grade. Like the fir- right
1: down the street. I think yeah. like the first ever one I saw was like. On Instagram, probably had to be someone just jumping off a building. Yeah, and just
0: shit. You just see everything nowadays, man. But. I mean it kind of ties into what comes in later though because the patriot act is what happened domestically that's our policy that started coming in Mm -hmm. and what that led to was all of the uh, information and wiretapping that they started to do without really anybody asking was totally against Mm -hmm. constitution if you were if you're really looking at it you had illegal wiretaps you had data collection and you had a bunch of intrusive measures especially like going into people's homes and bugging stuff where Mm -hmm. there was just no agreement or no real base Right. So we deal with it today and everybody kind of thinks of it as the airport security, which is like, it's like the front way of like, of looking at the Patriot Act, but it it leads into so many different things. And one of the things is social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's the way that you're able to speak. Right. So you had, I believe that's where section 215 comes out of the Patriot Act. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Either way, it's it's a really scary piece of legislation to look back on that we were just so okay with with bringing it into into our daily lives, really. Um, with all of that being said, you had an economy that was completely failing. And by this time, you're born. So okay. at the end of Bush's presidency, um, when you were starting to... Like for me, I don't know about you, I didn't start really paying attention to politics and or money until mm-hmm. I was about... 12 to 13, and that's because of school. Yeah. Like that was when school started to introduce it, and that's when my parents finally, like, Mm -hmm. okay, school's gonna talk about it, then we'll be a little more open about it. Yeah. How is it, what age was it for you?
1: I'd say prior on the same age. Like 12, 13, 14, something like that. Maybe a little younger, if I do remember, but maybe a little younger, but. Okay. Then again, when I was. Obama years or Trump years? Obama
0: years. Obama years, okay. So it was probably more like more like when you were uh, towards the beginning of middle school. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I guess when I started going to school, they kind of like cracked down on it. Mm. They really, like did my social studies teacher I had in even high school, he goes, listen, we can talk about politics and everything, but I can't give you my opinion and I can't say anything bad about it. I just have to listen to what your questions are. I can answer it to a certain extent, but I can't fully go into you. And we're all like, why? And did it end up that he had bias? It's not that I ended up bias. It's like the school board, like, didn't want him getting engaged with us.
0: No, okay. no, I understand that I'm saying. So oh. after that conversation, did you notice over the year, like he had a leaning towards a certain way? Um, um Like, did he... Put ideas in front of you guys, or did the maybe the classroom, maybe just his itinerary, was supposed to put these type of ideas in front? Because this is Obama
1: time. This has to yeah, be. this is Obama time. I, I'm
0: assuming this is Obama's era. Well, when I was
1: in high school, it was going to the Trump and that's, Biden era. That's narrative. when you switch, switching over. Yeah, yeah, that's when you switch. So people had their opinions, right? And like, it was weird because the kids would debate it, but like the teacher couldn't say nothing. He was, Interesting. He just heard them out, and
0: they held pretty pretty true to that
1: uh yeah in one of my social studies classes a kid was for biden and a kid was for trump Yeah. and the girl uh, i'm not gonna say girl sorry the person who was growing for biden was like heavy on him okay and the guy for trump was heavy on him okay i'm like these two are like going back yeah and like we're all just sitting there like just watching. okay and we're looking at the teacher like, are you going to jump in and say nothing? Like, are you going to yeah. do something? He's like, and then we, that's when we asked him, we're like, why didn't you like yeah, ease into it? He's like, I can't really say what I would do It's more so I'm hearing you guys out. I give yeah. you a little bit of inspiration.
0: Right. I was like. Well, that's kind of how it was for, for us too when we were debating and a lot of times. So like when I was going through, it definitely was second half of my high school was trump Mm -hmm. the first half was still obama so yeah i mean i had that but all this stuff starts leading into like obama's presidency when it starts to shift you had crashing economy right so that's where i was kind of going with that wondering if that was hard felt on your family especially once you had really i think starting in 2007 all the way up until about 2013 is when things started really feeling almost normal again Mm Did you guys feel that in, in, I don't want to say necessarily your household, and you don't have to make it that personal, but did you start to notice things like that around you? Was that made aware that we're not in great economic times at the moment?
1: Because that's a young age for you. That's yeah, like, that is
0: a young age That's like seven, that, that's what, you're probably five, six, seven,
1: eight years old. At yeah. time. So, I mean, for an eight-year-old, you kind of notice little things, mm. but then again, your mind as an eight-year-old, you're like, eh, you're not on that. it's just like, such yeah, a thing. It's fine but like now that like i'm older mm. and like quick example gas for my truck mm. used to, when i first started driving mm. 20 bucks would be like 10 11 gallons perfect fill me up mm-hmm. now for 20 bucks or like 40 bucks i get like eight gallons yeah, it's bad. i'm like this is shit yeah it's bad because i like remember 20 bucks would get you Anywhere, anywhere I wanted to go would get me there and back. Ten gallons. It was ten gallons. Now it's like shit. Now I really need to like plan out my gas schedule and where I can go during the week so I don't waste all my money. Yeah. Because now I own a truck. It's 10 times worse because... Yeah. And then you got to worry about servicing it. And then you got to worry
0: about all the rest especially, of it. That's
1: also more expensive. Especially yeah. like all the shit's going up. Like it's
0: yep. ridiculous. Yep, dude. It's, it's really crazy. But that's when you started to feel it in the Obama years and... It it was for you probably almost invisible for me with my dad and especially with the business It was very mm-hmm. visible and he he started to become vocal like I said at that time especially once Mitt Romney was up against election yep. and the reason being was because we had to start doing debates in class mm-hmm. and we had to start not necessarily debates but we were watching the debates watching. and then analyzing mm-hmm. we would write a synopsis of who we thought might want, might have won and whatever. And I was starting to go through and there was obvious leanings by my teacher to the left side. Mm-hmm. And my dad was there behind me, like you don't have to necessarily listen, like just put on whatever you have to do or yeah. whatever. And I ended up getting decent grades even with my opinions back then, which yeah. was interesting in that class, ended up being fine. But that's when I started getting introduced and that was Obama years. That was when it was clear that economic uh, hardship was on us, especially with the business here it was obvious. And I think a lot of that was due to his spending plans. Um, you see like a doubling in the national debt mm-hmm. just under his, so it went from 10 to 20, Yep. right? And I think you start to see the slow roll of the spending that I don't think we could stop nowadays. Yeah, I think that's what you start seeing, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts to prepare us for this green energy movement that you're seeing now that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. right? Talk a little bit about Jerry Lehman and what he was talking about with the offshore wind, mm-hmm. right? All this stuff starts coming into play under Obama's presidency, really, is when it really starts kicking up steam. Yep. Right? Everything else was privatized up till that point. And then you had this, you had the Affordable Care Act, which just tried to nationalize health care. That skyrocketed debt as well. Mm-hmm. And then you also had basically politi- politicization of everything. And I think that because of that you lead into Trump. Really.
1: That's when I'm sure you started paying attention. Yeah, I started I was going to say I really started paying attention to the Trump and Biden one. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really like started listening, see what they were saying and everything. And When I was in high school, we actually one of our assignments was to watch it and like get familiar with it or whatever because right. we were going to class the next day not to like fully discuss it just like touch little things like what did you see, what did mm-hmm. you notice, what they talk about, whatever. So like we just basically did that and that's when I really, like, started taking to, like, my own thoughts and be like, okay, now that I'm getting older, I really right. start paying attention to shit. Right. Because at some point, I'm going to be at that age of being like, wow, this shit's going to affect me mm-hmm. at some point in our age. Like, right now, yeah, it's affecting me a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But as I'm getting older, like, going to school, going to do what I want to do, if I want to raise a family or something, I need to know what I'm going into. Correct.
0: Yeah. Make sure you have safety or make, exactly. you're making a decision that's going to propel yourself. In the exactly. Future. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it becomes a, a very stark thought. And it's good that you had that at least in high school, not after. Yeah. Right. But leading into the Trump presidency, you can make a lot of uh, for and against. But if you keep it really, really simple, right, in my opinion, pre-COVID, and I think the numbers back it up, numbers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Employment especially, right, the... Um, just the job market and also the approval rating was fantastic, especially in the job market. And COVID comes and basically just slams a hammer into every plane that he had. I think he completely fumbled the the actual handling of COVID. I think with mixed messaging and allowing people to go out and say that you need to go take this, wait for this, and mm-hmm. all this, and wear this. And and he had no clear message because he didn't really, I'm sure, know what to do, which is fine. Yeah, I think that's why he got hurt if he had a clear, decisive message and it worked or didn't work, whatever, he Mm -hmm. would at least be able to move on. Yeah. But he let it linger for so long and it ended up really tanking the economy for a bit, took a while to come back. And by the time it really was, you had election time. And I think that's what it really led into what we had. Um, And one thing I do really want to note, okay, between the Obama and the Trump presidency, there's a couple of differences, two key differences I want to point out. Number one, well, one's a similarity, I should say. Trump spent just as much as Biden, uh, Obama did. Mm-hmm. Only problem, one term. Yep. One term. One term. And he spent $10 trillion, or at least that's what goes on the national debt. So mm-hmm. you look at it that way, Trump was not fantastic when yeah. it comes to that aspect, not even a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. And now, when you're also looking at it from uh, from a different point of view, I think it was fantastic, and that's one thing, is he started pulling out of the Middle East okay and he started doing it strategically at least it seemed like okay he had some bold bold uh foreign policy negotiations with north korea and russia right but that actually seemed to be holding the line pretty strong and when you dive back in the history like we will a little bit with the other presidents and vice presidents involved they weren't so clean and they weren't so forthright with what was going on and it's hurting us now mm-hmm. okay now the issue there is <laughs> trump When you look up like the drone strikes compared to Obama, Obama had so many unwarranted deaths, he contributed heavily to those numbers we talked about earlier. We were talking about hundreds of thousands of civilians dead. He contributed a lot to that. Not just Bush. Yeah. He contributed a lot to that. Uh And that started to, I don't think it stopped at all. I'm not trying to say that, but it started to reel back and be more decisive under Trump. And I think that was true. There was a lot less headlines about people getting striked Mm -hmm. or just unnecessary attacks. That really did start to come out of the headlines. Yeah. Whether that's all his people or not, the numbers do back it up. Mm -hmm. The drone strikes are just lower. Right. (laughs) And you get into COVID, like I said, we lose our, okay, we lose the guy that half are going to say is fantastic and half's the end of the world and we get this guy Biden. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's where it ties us right back to 9-11. Because it brings us back to Afghanistan, where he tries to pull out. He basically hands a country to a terrorist organization, gives them a whole slew of weapons, and they're also connected to Russia, which is the the really scary part that people don't like to talk about. right? Russia backs them. Russia backs Al-Qaeda. So yeah. I'm sure, and this is just going on a limb, no facts on this sheet that shows this, but... Their weapons more than likely went up to help this Ukraine war, the weapons that they seized from us, more than mm-hmm. likely. Let's just be honest here. All right? Now, not only that, we see skyrocketing in, in the uh, national debt as well, just continuing. That's never going to stop, yeah, I don't that's think. Make, that's never going to stop. And you just have this poor handling of everything. And the worst of it, I think, is when you look back at the past of Biden, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm done talking history until we go into the the deep stuff, dude. Of that stuff, does that any of that stuff blow your mind or is it just unfortunate?
1: Never really blows my mind. Just unfortunate, really. I mean, it just sucks the way shit just turned out. Yeah. Like as you look back, like compare yeah. shit, it's getting worse. Yeah. Definitely. As we keep on getting older yeah. and older, I just feel like it might be like a slim term, yeah, but. I feel like as we keep going and keep going, it's going to get worse and worse and worse.
0: Right. And if you're looking at certain metrics, like especially the spending, we really haven't reigned that in. We haven't fixed that. I know. It's problems that bad. we're not fixing. And I don't see how, you know, by the time we're having kids, how are we not at 50, 60 trillion dollars? Exactly. That? Right? This stuff Crazy. is snowballing, man. And um, so before I even start talking about Biden's past, have you ever looked at this stuff? Because it's. This is only one facet of it, and it's nasty.
1: Some shit, yes. You know, Some
0: no. Dude, this stuff gets... This stuff gets to be pretty messed up. Here's the issue. Here's the issue with this Biden guy, all right? He was working as the front man in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That okay. one I knew. Now, this is because he was the vice president at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Obama... I assume said it was totally fine for him to take on this, this high horse of a task. And what you ended up having him oversee was basically the overthrow of a government. Okay. You had the pro Russian president that was the president of Ukraine removed, Mm -hmm. all right, and basically pushed in this government that we supported, quote unquote. But what was it actually doing behind the scenes? Well, this is, this is the issue here, all right? now. This is where we get into Hunter Biden. And you keep hearing this name all over the headlines. And I think even today, he was just indicted for a gun crime. Okay, mm-hmm. The issue is that if you look at all the other crimes that he is getting sweethearted out of in this same gun crime, it relates back to stuff like this. Okay. He got offered a job in 2014. All right. On the board of this company called Burisma. Now, I believe it's just a holdings company, but it's mostly focused on natural gas or just oil production. It's really an energy supplier. Mm-hmm. All right. This guy was getting paid 50 grand a month. Now he can say whatever he will. He has no experience in natural gas and definitely no experience in Russia prior to this. It's pretty clear he's getting paid at least allegedly for being a Biden or be, having a connection, right? Having a No, the connection can clearly be made when you bring it just straight back here. When you're talking about Biden putting under pressure, remember that big thing where he was saying, and we got the prosecutor fired. Right? You can go find this clip all over the place. Yeah. And what did the son of a bitch do? He got him fired. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Victor Shokin. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Victor Shokin, who is the guy, he's the prosecutor that was going after Burisma Holdings. This is the company that, that was funding Hunter Biden and in turn funding Joe Biden's whatever he had to do at home. Right? This is not to talk about the Chinese connections, not to talk about anything else because you have WhatsApp text messages, you have all this crap coming out, but this is verified. 2014. Okay, This ain't any time new. I heard about this stuff in 2016 for the first time. All right. Now, the fact that more, I could guarantee more than half, if not probably the large percentage of my listeners have no idea what I'm talking about right now. All this stuff is going to be available for you guys to go look at because it's messed up. When you see this stuff for the first time, you start going down a rabbit hole, man, and you start to see how much money was tied to, how many different decisions were made, even on a more local level in Ukraine. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What does it make you think when you know about the war that's going on right now? Something's fishy about it. Something's fishy? How much money have we been sending over to Ukraine, man? Billions, hundreds of billions, right? Billions, at least. Over to this government that we've already have documented evidence of Biden helping out or being helped out by, right? Yeah, he's gonna get a favorable prosecutor who's gonna take care of the corruption. What if you're the corruption, dude? Yeah. What if? What if you are? Like there is, I, I just crazy. I just don't. So honestly, after seeing this. So I hope I put some stuff that you never seen before in front of you. After seeing that, what do you, what do you, what do you make of that? That connects nine eleven, all the presidents in line,
1: in line, and at the end of it, it we have a giant war that we're looking at right now, or China Russia.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it's just that. If you really look at it over the past twenty years. If we're being honest with ourselves, we've had a whole bunch of proxy wars, and we're just not calling it World War III because that's what it is. We have wars going on everywhere, yeah, constantly.
1: <laughs> it, I don't think that.
0: I don't think that we're being told the full truth on anything. Then
1: I don't think we are either. I think there's something behind closed doors that America doesn't know. Even the people don't even know, because. Shit just doesn't add up.
0: This is on you guys, though. I got to say, this is on you guys. You gotta. This is on us to wake up. I think even Jerry said it last show, man. <laughs> the Americans, we need to wake the hell up. We need to we realize. Need to, you have to do some of your own research, too. You can't just get this stuff from CNN, Fox News. You can't even get it
1: from the Daily Wire sometimes. You need to go a little deeper, man. You can't... You Like, people turn on news and stuff, and they're going to listen to whatever those fucking news report. That's not the truth. No, that's just them putting it out there. But you need to go in full and be like, oh, shit, this might be a real problem. I mean, uh, you all use your phones. You all use your computers. Like, you all, this ain't new. No, dude, I, it, I could not agree more. It's And
0: I wanted to just put this out there. It's kind of it's like stuff. I don't want to, like, step on toes or cross lines yeah. all the time, but this is stuff, like, I think as Americans, we need to come together and realize that we have problems that are deeper, and I think it carries through both parties. I don't think it's one side or the other. I think this corruption is so sickeningly deep It's become what everybody likes to call the uniparty. It exists. It's a giant clump of fat, in my opinion, that needs to be trimmed.
1: I do have a question, though. Yes. This goes back to the debt we're in. Yes. I was, I just took a college class last semester. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last semester. And we were talking about all these other countries who, like, are poor who have good. Uh, class was called poor and rich, that's what it was called. And did you uh, read rich dad poor dad? No, we didn't. Mm. I don't think so. I should no, I think we did. But we would read like articles about like, say like a tsunami hit like. What was that? I forgot the country wasn't. Shit, Japan. Uh, no there's in. Some... What was the name? Ty- I'll come back to you later. Why Thailand? Might have been that. Okay, we're but there Thailand. was a tsunami that hit or whatever, and like obviously it was a no, it was a poor country. It was a way less poor country. I forget the name. I I did a project on it too. I have it in my phone, but I'm not gonna look at it right now. But um, so they were hit, whatever, blah blah. So as we're going into this, we lend we lend money, we help them out, whatever. And this one this one person in my class goes to a teacher and he goes you know like our billion trillion dollar debt we're in for us he goes yeah like this is a class we he actually would give us his feedback and mm-hmm. liked it he was like he's like why are we in so much of this like i understand we're giving money we're paying military all that shit he's like but we keep complaining about it but like is there a solution to it mm-hmm. and the teacher goes yeah he goes you live in american or america we can get rid of that debt if we wanted to hmm. i was like how the fuck do you get rid of a trillion dollar debt in a matter of seconds is that what you're asking yeah because I'm, that's what he said to us and like he didn't expand he didn't on it. it and like i'm just sitting there like all right we can really pay that so, so here's the thing more than likely, If it's off topic, we can talk about it later,
0: but No, I, I actually like it as a side shot. But I, I think you were more than likely hours, more than hours. likely what he's talking about is a plan where you're getting together the actual economic minds, mm-hmm. putting them together in a room and telling them to solve the problem, and then listening. Mm-hmm. That will not happen. But we could do it. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's right. Okay, so and the reason that I say this, and I'm going totally hypothetical though. If you listen to, I believe Warren Buffett answered this question specifically, he was asked, what would you do about the, about the debt? You said that you would be able to clean it up in a minute. What would you do? Um, and his answer, so this is, I don't think this would necessarily work, but the fact that he's thought about this goes to show, I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. He says, well, if I was actually had power to do so, I'd sign in a law that said anytime that the, that the debt overcomes a certain percentage of our GDP as a mm-hmm. nation the Congress needs to come together or they get fired or or they get taken out mm-hmm. it basically said like you lose your job like you actually have accountability I think that's probably part of the solution uh, who in our Congress or even in our government totally has accountability
1: the the answer, answer, me, yeah yeah um, the
0: answer to that is it's rhetorical though the yeah. answer to that is basically no one yeah so yeah So you have people accountable. That's probably what he's talking about. And you get together smart minds that actually think about money all day instead Mm of think about wars, think about... Because you need politicians. That's absolutely true. Just like you need scientists, just like you need economists, Mm -hmm. right? But the point is, like, if the economists know how to solve the issue, which maybe the economists don't, but maybe the business people do, maybe you should think about having more business people there. That's probably his answer, if I had to guess.
1: Yeah. That's all you got, Danny? Yeah, that's what I, I think, was very
0: curious. I think that's a, I think that's a good opening or a closing question. Good point to leave it off. If you guys have any more questions, go reach out to us over on patriotsmedia.com. We got our shop available now. Go share the show if you thought this was a fun episode, if you thought you learned something, or if, uh, you know, you just want to dunk on us. I don't care, Terry. <laughs> Danny, it was good having you back, dude. Gonna um, be Let's not let it that was take crazy. six months anymore. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, good, my guy. Everybody it else? What's six, six months? Till then? Damn. I wish Peace. I would have fucking stayed. I wanna be something, not nothing. Trapped inside my dream, and I'm running. Running away from these demons. But the feeling so good, I'ma keep dreaming.